0: The process is identity-based and the destination is just outcome-based. And I think that when it comes to long-term consistency, you need to be identity-based rather than outcome-based. And I'll give you an example. With a lot of people that I coach, oftentimes people, we set a goal and oftentimes that goal for people is getting to a certain number on the scale, is getting to a certain number of pounds of weight lost. And it's important to know what that number is and have a goal and have a target. However, if we are waiting to be happy until we hit that number or until we hit that outcome, then if we do hit that outcome, it's not going to be as gratifying as you originally thought. And then you're not going to be as likely to be able to sustain it. And so it's really important. The the thing that I tell everybody in my 10-week transformation is like, yes, this is a goal-setting process. There is a artificial finish line at this 10 weeks. There's never a finish line in health and fitness. It's always just progress. It's never a finish line.
1: Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tracy down at Tranquil Turn Massage in downtown Coeur d'Alene. Look, my wife and I, we see Tracy and her team every single month for a couples massage, and it is the best thing. Tracy is a master massage specialist and a Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. You need to reach out to Tracy and her team. Make sure that you tell them that I sent you, and you'll get 25 bucks off your next massage. Also, while you're there, check out CDA Brows Body and Ink. Make sure to tell Tracy that I sent you, and you'll save 100 bucks on your next tattoo, brows, and plasma tightening services. <laughs> Nick, you're a master fitness trainer, a nutrition specialist, speaker, host of The Best You Podcaster an Entrepreneur, and so much more, man. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. Eric, man, I appreciate you having me on. Can't wait. Dude, I love to kick things off by going back a bit on my show. Like, Where did you grow up? What was childhood like for you?
0: Yeah, I grew up in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had an awesome childhood. I feel super lucky and super blessed to have the parents that I had. I'm I hear a lot of people say that they won the lottery with, with their parents, but I actually won the lottery with my parents. Uh, I could have been more blessed to have the parents that I had. I have an older brother, a younger sister, and we still have a great relationship we did when we were growing up as well. And childhood for me was all about sports. I played all the sports growing up. I played basketball. I played football. I played baseball. I did a little bit of wrestling. I did soccer. But then as I got older, I stuck to uh, football and baseball all the way throughout high school. And I was a pretty athletic pretty athletic kid i was never the biggest strongest fastest but i always worked really hard and so yeah. because of that um, i always kind of made my way to the top of the teams was was captain of the teams that i've played on and both my brother and sister were really good athletes and they were kind of top of their sports as well and so sports were a massive part of our lives growing up
1: Oh man. I love that dude. And my son, he's uh, going to be 10 here in May. Just got the call last night that he is uh, going to be on the Dodgers team for little league this year, which we're really excited about. So that's he's, awesome. he's jumped up to the level where he gets to steal bases this year. So he's oh, totally dude, stoked that's about great. it. So. That's awesome. So much fun. <laughs> yeah. Really excited about that, man. Uh, for you, like, I mean, who was it that influenced you to get into the fitness industry or did you ever want to do anything else? Yeah, it's a good question. So
0: I'll kind of do a few different things here. So My brother, I have a brother who's two years older than me, and he started wrestling when he was in seventh grade. And when he was in ninth grade and I was in seventh grade, we then went to the same school. And he really got into fitness when when he was doing wrestling. And so I saw him doing it, and so I got really into it because of that. That was when I really got going into the gym. But almost like rewind a little bit further, my dad had me and my brother and my sister often doing push-ups on the living room floor when we were like seven years old. Come on. And so we were doing that. Uh at seven years old, we always liked push-ups. We we mowed the lawn. That's not necessarily fitness, but like it's it's activity. And yeah. And my brother got me into it. And then as I continued into sports, I had a personal trainer myself for okay. baseball and football to try to take it to the next level for myself. But then fast forward a little bit, when I went to college, I had no idea what I wanted to do like most people. And Everybody around me, my friends, my, even my parents and parents of my friends kind of just talked about how business, like you should go to the business school. And I, so I went to the business school at university of Georgia and studied finance and risk management. So I double major in finance and risk management at university of Georgia. But then in between my sophomore and junior year of college, I was back home in Atlanta working out at the gym that I worked out at throughout high school. And my personal trainer was still there. And wow. he came up to me in the middle of my workout one time and we were just talking like we normally did. We had a good relationship and he asked me, have you ever thought about being a personal trainer before? And I was like, no, not really, but, <laughs> but I think it might be interesting. And he was like, well, talk to me after the workout and I would tell you kind of what all gets involved with it. And so anyways, in between my sophomore and my junior year, he'd shown me how to get certified as a personal trainer and I got certified as a personal trainer. So that's kind of what initiated me. dipping my toe into maybe this is an industry that I might entertain.
1: Yeah. Wow, man. That's a, that's a cool story, dude. I love that your dad made you guys do push-ups as well. Uh we have a rule in my house if you leave a light on, you get 5 push-ups. So my kids are buff, man. They are doing push-ups all the time because we walk out <laughs> yeah. and I'll go. That's 5, that's 10, that's 15. <laughs> they're amazing. having to do push-ups. <laughs> I love that. I love it. Keep it up. Yeah. I mean, for for fitness and really anything in life, uh, you know, that people want to accomplish, they need to love the process versus the destination. Mm. Why is that so important? Man, it is
0: massively important. I think that I think it's so important because the process is identity based and the destination is just outcome based. And I think that when it comes to long term consistency, you need to be identity based rather than outcome based. And I'll give you an example with a lot of people that I coach oftentimes people, we set a goal. And oftentimes that goal for people is getting to a certain number on the scale is getting to a certain number of pounds of weight lost. And it's important to know what that number is and have a goal and have a target. However, if we are waiting to be happy until we hit that number, or until we hit that outcome, then if we do hit that outcome, it's not going to be as gratifying as you originally thought. And then you're not going to be as likely to be able to sustain it. And so it's really important. The the thing that I tell everybody in my 10-week transformation is like, yes, this is a goal-setting process. There is an artificial finish line at this 10 weeks. There's never a finish line in health and fitness. It's always just progress. It's never a finish line. So yes, we are marking a finish line. But in this program, success is not just about you getting to that finish line. It's about you becoming the type of person who follows through with the promises that you make to yourself. It's about saying that you're going to do something and then actually doing it. Because I really believe that what if we changed the result that we wanted to being hitting a certain number on the scale to being a person of integrity? Because integrity means that you say you're going to do something and then you actually do it. And it's actually in contrast of honesty. Honesty is that your words match reality. Integrity is when your reality matches your words. And so I really believe that It's important to be process focused because it's what we can actually control. The number on the scale, we actually can't control that. By the time you step on the scale, the number that pops up, everything that's going to drive the number that pops up has happened in the past. Everything that you ate, the activity that you did, so it's a lagging measure. So because we can't directly affect it, We don't want to dwell on it. We don't want to channel too much energy towards it. We want to channel our energy to the process. We want to channel our energy to saying that we're going to work out four times a week and then doing it. We want to channel our energy towards saying that we're going to eat five healthy lunches and five healthy dinners every single week and then actually doing it. We want to channel our energy to saying that we're going to drink 64 ounces of water five days a week and then actually doing it. I really believe that if we can be process-focused rather than outcome-focused. One, it keeps us more patient. Two, it allows us to be consistent. And then it just allows us to stay motivated and, and, and happy and fulfilled the entire time rather than waiting until that carrot at the end.
1: Come on, man. That's awesome, dude. What is, what is the journey that you take folks through on your 10-week transformation, man? Because this is this is huge. I actually downloaded the thing, so I'm really excited to, to get into it, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. So
0: there's a five-step process that I always take people through, and I'll, I'll give you a brief overview of the, of the five. And then I'll touch on the first one and then we can kind of take it wherever you want from there. But the first step is building what I call your big and big is an acronym B Y G stands for your best you goal. And that's your why behind your fitness and your health. The second step is we add we set your success indicator and that is what your goal is. That is what indicates to you that you've been successful by the end of the 10 weeks. It's your X to Y by when it's I currently weigh 170 pounds. I want to weigh 160 pounds by this date. The third step is we identify your progress indicators. These are the two to three weekly behaviors that will indicate to you that you're making progress to your overall goal. So let's stick with that same example. If somebody wants to go from 170 to 160, their weekly goals might be, okay, I'm going to work out four times a week for an hour. Might be, I'm going to eat 10 healthy lunches and dinners every single week, and I'm going to drink 64 ounces of water five days a week. So those are the weekly goals. Next step- gotcha is planning your pills. And pills is not the things that you pop in your mouth to help you lose weight. Uh, Pills is an acronym, and it stands for P-I-L-S. The purpose of them is to increase the likelihood that you're successful. And so it's really easy to say that you're going to eat 10 healthy lunches and dinners, but it's a little bit harder to actually do and implement. So pills are like, okay, given what I have going on in my week, what do I need to do to ensure I eat 10 healthy lunches and dinners? Do I need to go to the grocery store on Sunday morning? Do I need a meal prep on Sunday and then again on Wednesday? Do I need to make sure that I pick out the item on the menu that I'm going to order when I go to dinner on Friday night? What do I need to do? So those are your pills. And then lastly is we help you set up your scoreboard. We put all of that in one process to keep us focused on it and to give us that sense of game on. Like we've all know the difference of when – we're actually keeping score. And the best example that I've heard about this is uh, a mentor of mine, Chris McChesney told me about the difference between high school or young boys playing a pickup basketball game in their driveway. There's a difference between them just kind of like shooting around and playing pickup. And then when they start keeping score, the intensity completely changes. So having a scoreboard is absolutely massive,
1: man. I love those dude. What, what cool steps. I love that the pills, I was wondering what that meant on your website. I was gonna ask you about that meant because that's so good, dude. Um, you know, for for folks that are trying to get on this diet, like is there a specific diet out there that people need to be following to say, yep, like there's one go-to-all diet that everyone should be going to, or is it just kind of like depending on their eating habits and things like that?
0: Yeah, it's funny that you bring that up. I actually am releasing a podcast episode called The Best Diet for Weight Loss very soon. And okay. I, I Googled. What is the best diet for weight loss the other day? and there's like over one billion results and so everybody's asking the question. but my question for you is, you've seen probably somebody who's gone gone vegetarian and they've lost weight you've probably seen somebody who's gone carnivore and lost weight. you've probably seen people do paleo lose weight you've probably seen people who do intermittent fasting they've lost weight and so people have implemented all of these various things and seen good levels of success and people have also done all of these things and not been successful. And so how can that be if the nutritional philosophies are actually opposites in a lot of, in a lot of times. So it's the wrong question to be asking what's the best diet for weight loss because all of them can work. It's about all, what what do they have in common? What do they have in common? They have in common when done correctly, because all of these diets can be done incorrectly, can be followed incorrectly. What they have in common for the most part is eating real food eating real whole food straight from the source. And what they also have in common is what you don't eat. You're not eating processed foods. You're not eating bags of chips. You're not eating candy. You're not eating chocolate bars. You're not eating any kind of that crap. And so there's not necessarily one that is the best. Any of them can work. I always usually help to coach people somewhere in the middle and whatever allows them to work in their lifestyle Work within their lifestyle and something that they actually enjoy, so they can in, so they can do consistently. Hmm. So that's kind of the way that I help coach people. And then the last thing I'll say is, of course, there's outliers. There are people who don't tolerate maybe certain vegetables well at all. There's maybe some people who don't tolerate certain meats well at all. And so those are some people on the on the outliers that maybe do need to follow one a little bit more than another, but. For most of us, the majority of us, we're going to be somewhere in the middle. That allows us to stay consistent and work within our lifestyle.
1: Man, it's so important for that. I'll tell you, like uh, two years ago or so, I decided to go on a, a fitness journey where I was going to do 45 minutes of cardio every day. And I just was going to do that. I was going to cut out all of the sweets and I replaced all of my meals with, with, salad but not just salad like i had some meats in there and stuff like that too but i did 45 minutes of cardio for 120 days straight i went from 196 to 169 wow and uh my wife told me the whole time like it's not a consistent <laughs> like you're not gonna be able to sustain that i'm like oh yeah i can like you know and then i got to about 120 and i don't know if i got sick and it knocked me out for three four days but then i got off track and now it's been kind of like hit and miss for my workouts like for people who fall off track like how do you get them back on track mm, i think I'm, I'm glad you bring up this point one of the things that i
0: love to remind everybody is i think oftentimes we look at somebody who's really successful or in in this instance somebody who's really healthy and we think man they just must be dialed in all the time but it's not that people who are really healthy that they never eat unhealthy or they never miss any workouts it's just that when they do they self-correct quickly and so what do we do to actually make sure we self-correct i think a biggest thing is one make sure that you're going in with your goals that are actually realistic Um, because like, you know, you said you did the 120 days thing straight of cardio. Like you said, that's not realistic. It's not necessarily something you shouldn't do, but when people go all in, sometimes they don't know how to regress off of that and change their definition of success. So for example, there's a popular thing out that's called 75 hard. And for 75 days, you are just getting after it. You're like minimum two workouts a day, X, Y, and Z that you have to do. And then people finish it and then they might just completely stop. And so it's important to realize that your definition of success with your fitness routine or your definition of success with your nutrition routine should and should fluctuate depending on your level of time commitment that you can commit to it and your level of willingness to commit to it. So for example, it's like if you told yourself, okay, I'm going to do this 45 minutes of cardio every day for 120 days. Great. I'd be like, I am for you doing this, but realize that this is the timeline that you're going to go for. Let's go ahead and come up with a plan. Before you're done, let's come up with a plan for how you're going to back off of this. How are you going to back off of this dramatic thing that we both know is not realistic? How are we going to change our definition of success and, and back our way off of it? And then the other thing that I would say is with, it kind of goes back to the previous thing. If we are outcome focused, then having a few days off becomes a whole lot much more mentally debilitating and psychologically debilitating than if we're process focused. Because if we're process focused, like for me, I I wrote a blog a few weeks ago about how a couple a few weeks ago I went out to Broadway here in Nashville, and there was three days in a row where I drank a decent amount, and I probably drank more in those three days than I had in the previous three weeks combined. And I woke up Monday morning, like so many of us do, I walk into the bathroom, look at myself in the mirror with my shirt off, and I'm like son of a, like, damn it. (laughs) Yeah. And you have that feeling of you erased what you did over the previous three weeks in just three days. And you're like, you got to be kidding me. Right. But I quickly was able to get out of that mental rut because I know that I was just going to get right back into my routine. Like I know that I'm the kind of person who is just obsessed with the process and I'm going to get right back to it. And so get right back to it by getting in a great workout. On Monday morning, if you screw up on the weekend, get right back to it by having a great breakfast on Monday morning, and then you'll realize in just a few days, you're going to be right back to feeling the way you used to. So it's so important to not get so psychologically, mentally, and emotionally debilitated when you fall off track. It's just how quickly can you self-correct?
1: Yeah. Oh man, I love that dude! Now, I want to jump into your podcast because you have this amazing podcast called the Best You Podcast. If I am if I did my research right, you started this thing in like 2018. You've done over 400 episodes, which is awesome. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thanks, uh, but what was the drive to start the podcast, and how has it helped you in your business?
0: Yeah, so I started the podcast like you said, October of 2018, and when I graduated from college, I started doing personal training and 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 group fitness training, and I loved fitness, but I started to listen to other podcasts, mainly Lewis House's The School of Greatness and Ed Milet's the, uh, Max Out, and I started to just fall in love with personal development. I started to fall in love with motivation and personal growth, and I was like, this stuff is just amazing. I want to continue to learn from these people as much as possible, and then I read Lewis House's book, The Mask of Masculinity, and he had in his book a Ralph Waldo Emerson quote that said, every man is in some way my superior and in that I can learn of him. Mm. And I don't know if I've ever had a moment like I did when I read that quote, but I read the quote in the book and I put it down and I was like, whoa. And I don't even necessarily know why it struck me so much, but it hit me and I was just like, I want to just learn from as many other people as possible who are my superior and are living a great life. And I want to selfishly learn from them and then also be able to share it with the other people, um, with other people that are listening as well. And then when it comes to the name Best You, which is the name of our business as well, when I'm kind of going on this personal development journey and starting on it you know, five and a half, six years ago, you hear so many people talk about getting closer to the best version of yourself and how important it is to get closer to the best version of yourself. And I keep hearing that phrase. I keep hearing my phrase. And, and also I'm at the same time listening to Simon Sinek's uh, find your why message. And I'm like, okay, I think I need to start with finding my why. I think I need yeah. to start with finding what my main driver, my main motivation is. And as I continue to ponder on what my why is, I just couldn't continue to come back to, I just want to get closer to the best version of myself. But I, I hated coming back to that because it had just become a cliche that so many people said. Right. And so as I continued to think more and think more and just continue to come back to that, I was like, I realized why I didn't like coming back to it. And it was because so many people talk about how we should get closer to the best version of ourselves, but they don't necessarily talk about how. And so I was like, okay, I want to make it my life's mission to define like what is the process that one takes to get closer to the best version of yourself. Like If I could come up with a framework for somebody to be able to graduate college like in the state that I was and be able to say, like, okay, this is the path that I need to take, a, a general framework. I want to know what that is, and I want to be able to follow it because I'm an action taker. I'm a doer. If somebody gives me a set of plans, a set of guidelines, a set of rules, I'm going, and I'm going to yeah. take action. And I didn't feel like I had that blueprint, and so that's kind of where the, the name kind of best you formed
1: as well. Man. Dude, what a cool story, man. And podcasting has opened up the door for so many relationships and amazing conversations. And and like you, I had that same thought of like, man, I selfishly want to just connect with as many people as I can to learn as much as I can. And, you know, when I had that conversation with Ed and he was like, dude, canny and constant and never ending improvement, like that stuck with me so that every day I always want to learn something new, man. And it's so important to to never be the smartest guy in the room, man. Always mm. be learning. I love that. Um, man, what are you most excited about right now? Like what's coming up next for you?
0: Yeah. So our 10 week train. So I just started to rewind a little bit. I just started the beginning of this year where I left to the couple of other jobs that I had. So I've been coaching at orange theory fitness for over seven years. I had coached for echelon for over a year and a half and just been continuing to do best you on the side and growing it on the side with the whole goal and intent to be able to cut ties with the other stuff at some point. So I could focus only on best you and Beginning January 1 of 2023, I finally am working for best you only and working for myself only. And so I've been doing that for almost three full months now. And man, people always tell you how important it is to do and have the faith to do because of the focus that it provides you. But it's just so massively true. Like just in these three months, I'm like, I finally get to just channel all of my focus towards this thing. And it's so freeing. And so I'm really excited about just continuing to be able to grow even more quickly than what I've been used to. And I I really, I'm I'm really excited about growing a team because as you might know, entrepreneurship, the worst thing about it for me is that it's just lonely. Like I've been growing this thing by myself for, I grew it like for four and a half years and I was a team sport guy growing up. I yep. loved having other people around me. I love celebrating with people and, and collaborating and trying to come up with a game plan with people. And now it's just myself. And it's just me in my head. Like, I think this will work. We'll see what happens. And I cool. love being able to bounce ideas and work with the team. And so I've had a couple of team members over the last year or so. And that's been awesome. And I just want to continue to continue to grow that. Cause it's, I think it's really fun and it's a, a key piece to what I'm missing.
1: Man, that's so exciting, dude. Congratulations, man, to, to be able to take that step in faith and, and just go all in on your entrepreneurship journey, man. That's so cool, man. I'm proud of you, dude. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'd love to finish the show with a music question. I'm a big music guy, so i love to find out, like, what's a favorite band for you? What ty- what's a favorite type of music for you?
0: Yeah, so I live in Nashville. I grew up in Atlanta. So Atlanta is all about hip-hop, rap, Nashville, obviously, country music. So those are my two favorite kinds of music. Okay. When I work out, I traditionally work, work, listen to hip-hop and rap, so I love all the ATL rap guy, like T.I. I love listening to old T.I. music. I love listen to 50 Cent. I love listening to Nelly and, nice. and Usher and, and those guys. And You kind of like the older stuff for those guys. And then uh, with country music, I, I love all kinds of country, but top guys right now are like Luke Combs, Morgan Wallen, and those guys. So th- those are kind of the different areas that I mostly uh, dabble in when it comes to music.
1: Yeah. Oh, come on, man. That's awesome. I used to just be straight metalhead. And then I worked for Universal Records and they were like, hey, you got to listen to the other music besides all this rock. So I started going to like uh, rock concert, you know, rap concerts and hip hop concerts and country concerts, and just like spending as much time with with music artists, man, which was really, really rad. Uh, But it really opened the eyes of me to other types of music. And now I'm kind of all over the place. I still like to go back to my rock roots, but, uh, you know, kind of all over the place as well. That's Um, awesome, dude. But Nick, this was such a great conversation, man. So much great wisdom and knowledge that you just dropped on the show, man. People have to take notes on this show, man. It was so good, dude. I know I am. I'm gonna be listening to this thing over and over, dude. Uh, But man, you're an absolute world changer. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day, man. I appreciate that.
0: Eric, it was a blast, man. I appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.